Here's what you missed last week, nerds. And then there's then there's Sigourney Weaver, the thinking man's babe. Yeah, right. Totally. Perfect. Yeah, totally, right. totally. She is. See, I'm not a thinking man, and I'm like so intimidated right. by her. She's like so out of my league. It's like a joke. Listen to the podcast. And she plays it like the Philharmonic and everything, and you're just like, yeah, exactly. You're so your much smarter than me. Crazy. <laughs> I feel like when he does that, he's trying to explain to us that like he's really trying or something, and he doesn't—he doesn't have to do that. I feel like he's like, "Hey, I have to do this. I'm doing this. I'm really trying. I, if I can't do it, though, here's why." I feel like he doesn't have to try as hard. If he, he can't make it, <clears throat> we're talking about Biscardi. Uh, he's out of town. Well, he's like not at home. He's out uh, at dinner with um, census bureaucrats, and. This is what Biscardi does pretty much every night we do a show, but especially on the weekends. It's like right. an hour and a half before we're, we usually go live. He'll drop like, hey, I'm out of town. I'm getting the 930 and I'm on my way. And it's just like, well, we don't know what that means because you just you refuse to give us an ETA. We don't really care how you're getting home. Just right. tell us when you'll be there. Let us know like what's happening. I think it'd be funny if he did that in every situation, though. Like, hey, where is the, uh, where's your bathroom at? Can you just point me in the right direction? Well, first you want to get up from the couch. From the couch, you want to walk about 10 feet, 36 degrees towards that door. From the door, you're going to pass a door. You're going to have to open it. There's a handle. Open the handle. When the door swings open, levitate your body up the two steps. Walk. No, no, I just need to know where oh, it is. Oh, shit. Just to the right. First door on the left. That's it. Um, if you want to jack us off, you can beat us. But if you want to chat around, you can do it. Wait a minute. School Podcastle. Tonight's show is brought to you by John's Miami T-shirt. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's wow. a beautiful shirt. That's a heat shirt? The, yeah. This is the Miami Heat, like, city. Um, the, you know, every team last year did like a city-specific alternative jersey. And right. And obviously the Heat did Miami Vice. Uh, the Sixers did the thing where the color of the uniform was the color of um, the Constitution. And it just had the uh, the 13 stars in a circle. That was the, the logo. I thought it was a black guy getting arrested. How are oh we my doing this here? Oh, I guess SNL is going to fire me in 10 years oh after gosh. I get that job from this surface oh clip. Can you oh believe gosh. that? What do, what do you think about that guy? Shane Gillis? Shane Gillis, if you're not familiar, listeners, he was <clears throat> he's hired. He's a lot more popular now because of it. He's a lot more popular. He was a, He's an L.A. comic that was hired on SNL. But before he could do his first show, uh, a video surfaced of him making racist remarks against um, Asians about uh, Chinatown in Los Angeles. So they, they can't, you know, after that release, they had to let him go. Uh, my thoughts on that are the jokes weren't funny. They, they weren't oh. even like a, a racist kind of, from a racist standpoint, trying to be funny. They were just lazy, like, like comments that he made on a podcast. What was he, like a chicken chong chang or the ching chong? 
No, Yikes. he was like, they were talking about the architecture, and they're like, hey, let's just build this other building here. I guess the chinks have to have a place to live, something like that. Oh, my gosh. The jokes weren't funny, but I'm very against punishing people for stupid shit they said in the past. Um, I, I just think it's – people grow uh, – I listened to the clip. That's why I listened to the clip. I don't think it warranted being fired from SNL from an old clip. It was in poor taste. Uh and he tried to delete it, but Ooh. in this day and age, he should have deleted it. You should, you know, if I ever run for office, I'm going to have to be like, hey, I did the grammar Nazi because this is going to come back and everyone's going to see me in a Nazi uniform. You know, like you have to disclose this or delete shit. So I feel like he uh, he should have been smarter with leaving that out, but I'm very against well, people for I'm sorry. Dumb, dumb shit they did, unless you're going to jail for it. If you're like, hey, I killed someone in 84 and I'm going to jail. Can you st-? No, you probably should fire that person. Oh, my gosh. But people change. Most people change. And I feel like uh, I feel like it's sad that some guy got his dream taken away because of stupid shit he said. Yeah. I know I would feel bad if SNL like, hired me as a writer. And they're like, hey, you know, you said this word on a podcast in 2015. And I was like, yeah, but nobody listened to it. Because this podcast wasn't like big. It's not like he was this huge celebrity. It was like one of these clips that someone dug up watching him. It's, it's just well, if that's, that's the case. We're screwed. Screwed. I have. You know, there's I so have, many things we've said on this show in complete jest, uh, but somebody could take it and be like, "Oh, look, he was serious." Right. You know. I feel like people are more forgiving too, with what it is. I feel like a lot of our stuff, we're not doing racist, overly racist stuff ever. No. Well, not But people could take it out of context. Right. But I have a big problem with, like, people digging through, you know, old tweets and punishing them. Like, I think that's the bigger issue is that not that, not that Kevin Hart tweeted something, I'm using him as an example, like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but that someone's, like, digging through 10 years of tweets to find something. That's, like, yeah. the scary part. Like, who the fuck does that? Get a life. You're gonna date. That's stalking. If I am in charge, I am. And, and, okay, if this guy gets hired as a, was hired as a writer, then he, nothing should happen to him because you don't see his face. They don't say his name. But if you're a cast member, okay, that's slightly different because you don't want people watching this guy in a sketch that they don't like because uh, you know all they're thinking about is. Oh, he's the guy that says racist things about Asians. Oh, no. SNL is going to lose half a percent of their viewers. Right. Uh, um, yeah, but they, but they, they, it's not set up that way. People just want to scapegoat people. If I was in charge... Economy. Sorry, I lost my train there. If I was in charge, I <laughs> would, I would uh, hunt down the person that has no life... And has some weird revenge kick vendetta that dug up that clip and fire them from their job because oh, obviously shit. they're not doing it. Right. They're digging up dirt on the internet like some nerd troll. Yeah, fuck? who does that? And it's it's not like his podcast was huge. I mean somebody really had to like dig deep to find these clips. And he deleted it himself. Like he was in charge of like the, the YouTube account or whatever it was on and deleted it but somebody of course like screenshot it or ripped the feed but it's not like it was all over the place like it was only on his account that he controlled and he deleted it but of course somebody grabbed it 
It's not like it was like circulating everywhere before because it was so big. I'd never even heard of the guy until he was hired by SNL. Right, and I, yeah. I know like a lot of comics out here in that world. I might have seen him like on a flyer or something, but it's not like this guy was huge. What's he his just, name like, again? Rocked his own. Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis. Yeah, never heard of him. And I remember when the when the news started swirling around, I'm like, it's just the same thought I had with Antonio Brown. They're done. Right. No, done. no big super corporate billionaire owner wants that headache. You know, no, it's the not people worth calling in saying he offended Asians once. But first of all, who the fuck says chink when they're anywhere, let alone in public? Like that's such a, uh, it's just such a crappy term. I mean, yeah. it's not like the N word, but it's it just it sounds just as dumb when you're not using it like in any way oh, yeah, other yeah, than to no. make fun of someone else imitating them. No, it was really yeah. bad. The, the podcast he was on, I don't know if he was the host of it or a guest. It, said, it looked like he was just a guest, but um, it was just these two guys in a room, some like shitty apartment, and it just it wasn't good. Like it wasn't entertaining at all. Mm. It was it wasn't even funny. They weren't like telling jokes and then they threw that in. They were just like bashing downtown Chinatown stuff, and it just wasn't. It wasn't even good. I don't even know why I did that to begin with. I guess is my point, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he I don't think he should have been fired from SNL for an old clip, but I don't think he should have been hired anyway. I, I just don't think he was I, I you know, I never heard of him. I don't think he's funny. I don't I watched some of his other clips. I just didn't think maybe he rocked an audition or something, but it impressed somebody, a producer or whatever, but I just don't think he was like this super funny guy. And like a lot it. of my comedian friends said the same thing. They're like, No, his jokes are lazy. Like they don't they didn't never saw the draw. He, uh, <laughs> Rob Schneider's sticking up for him. Did you see that? No. What did Schneider say? I'm not sure what he said, but he's defending him. He's like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, the only reason I would be upset is if this guy was really funny. And they're like, we're missing out on like a Will Ferrell type, you know, talent. Right. Which I highly doubt is the case. But still... For something stupid like that, which it, it is stupid. Uh, oh yeah, it's just no, it's stupid, but it's not something. Word. It's not something that should def- deprive someone from st- everyone from someone who's funny. Right. Yeah, mm. and and I'm not defending what he said. What he said is awful, but in the context, he wasn't saying like Asians are chicks. He was saying they were making fun of developing developers uh develop a uh, developer company yeah um, uh, oh. and, and, and they were like oh well, we're building all these uh, things i guess we need a place let's just put the chicks in there or something like he's making uh, making fun of like a third person he was making fun of a racist construction worker something like that. that's what yeah. it sounds like i fucking hate when pe- that goes over people's heads yeah you know that, that was my point what he did was a I don't think it was a fireable offense. No, he was making fun of people that use that word. And yeah, and he said it very dope. quickly. He wasn't like, he didn't say it more than once. He said it like one time. He wasn't like these motherfucking gooks and chinks and sleepwalkers. A couple months ago, we were talking about, and I'll probably have to go back and edit this at some point. We were talking about the kid from Stranger Things, uh, Dustin, whatever, the, Matarazzo, whatever the guy's name is that plays... Uh, uh, that plays Dustin in the show. Uh, oh, the best the kid character. With the curly hair. 
the best character. The Hurley. And I, and I was talking about how he's doing the show where he's like pranking people looking for work. And I said, how would you feel if you, you were on the air? You, you're, I mean, you're trying to get a job. I said this on the air. Mm-hmm. And this little fag comes out and starts like harassing you. I said that in the context of a guy being upset that someone's taken advantage. But somebody in years from now is going to be like, Clark said fag! You know, despite <laughs> the fact that you know, I have a good gay friend. I sound like I'm defending myself let now. Me, I, it's the context. Let me break it. down cool. the word fag. I'm going to make it real easy for everyone. Because even the old people know about this word now. And it's not even that new anymore. Well, it's not even a new word, but it's being used differently. The word lit. The word lit is an adjective now, but it's actually, what, past tense verb? Yeah. Right. Yeah, lit. So Yeah, like it's lit. This show is so lit, dude. So the word faggot used to mean pile of sticks. Then, also is slang for cigarette in, then, in England. When we were kids, fag was like something the bully called you. So it's just like an insult like asshole, which That's is also a body part. So Eminem uses it as too. Right. And so it's like, and it's not fuck, but it's almost like a close word that feels like you get that aggression out like you fucking faggot. Right. But it doesn't mean, it has nothing to do with you blowing other men. No, that goes over people's heads. It's the same as uh, calling someone an asshole. I'm not really referring to you as a body part that shit comes out. I'm referring to you as someone I don't like. <laughs> right. You're a pussy. No, you're not some... You're By the way, if anyone ever calls me a pussy... babies are born. Like Clark in high school, like, Clark, you're a pussy. I'd be like, I am what I eat. You know, or something. I always have some funny remark. The ultimate comeback to that line. Uh, yeah, I am what I eat. But that that's I hate that term. It's like which one? Pussy. Yeah. Like I don't no. even like that word, but no. especially not used negatively because no. it's almost like if someone were to call me that, I'm like, that's all you got. I, I think I'm gonna kick your ass now, actually, because you right, use you that word. It's such a lowbrow like insult. It's like saying you, you dumb guy. I'm gonna get you, you. You. What's the? Uh, Better. It's like the most forgive, effective forgive. one. Piece of shit. That's a good piece one. That one hits hard. Piece of shit. If someone oh. ever calls you a piece of shit, you'd be like, "Oh, I must have done something wrong." What did I do? Yeah. What oh did I do? What did I do? You know who uh, texted me like an hour before we uh, jumped on here? Shade Gillis wants to come on. My bro- my brother. Oh, oh yeah, Brian Eyed Fitness. Let's get him oh. on. Yeah. I, I was pot like, pot him in. I was like, what do you want to talk about? He's like, well, John, I'm just like you, you know. Like I'll talk about whatever the hell you guys are talking about. So I didn't yeah. know if he wanted to come on here and I don't know, talk about something specific or just like yeah. sit in while we just do our normal show. I was like, of course. I've been cool. kind of like waiting for him to like ask me because. When we right. were little kids doing this kind of shit, it was always he was always Perfect. with me. What if he came on and he started talking about like macroeconomics and quarterly, like all this like financial, and we're like, oh yeah, does this guy know how to rock or what? He's like, well, actually, Matthew, the Macronesia economics uh, from the Polynesian region are actually seeing a four percent growth this year. This is due to uh, third-party companies uh, importing on a lesser sustainable trade, and I'm like, 
Okay, all right. Twitter. We like hype him up and get all excited. We're like, Rye Brother Rye's finally here, joining one of my four podcasts that I've done over the last 10 years. He's finally joining me. And he gets like deep into like child psychology. What the fuck? Like, yeah, I start crying. I cut right. myself with the show. I'm like, I guess I got to call my dad now. It's like a mini intervention for the both of us. He's like, now I've noticed, John, you smoke pot and Matt, you drink beer the entire show. Uh, boys, do we have a problem? I want to say, too, to the people watching, I do drink beer during the show, but it's not because I need beer during the show. I drink beer all the time. I'm just being natural with you right now. Yeah, it's like if you and I were just out. sitting in a room hanging out, not recording ourselves, we would be doing the same things. Right. Exactly. I, I would be doing it. But, By the uh, way, we mentioned beer and we mentioned, uh, yeah, let's have Ryan on anytime, man. That'd I be thought great. it was going to be all of us tonight. That's why I was like... And not tonight. It's it's always clunky with four people. Um, yeah. But whenever Clark and I just jump on, you can t- definitely join us. And he's like, I'm in. I'm in. It's time. I'm in. I'm like, yeah. It's great. It's awesome. Get a bill. It's awesome. We can I think it is just him. us tonight. Viscardi hasn't responded to the thread. I said, keep us posted. And he hasn't even seen it. So it's 10, 15, your time. I, I don't see him popping on at like 11. He's kind of, he kind of gets better early, I think. What the fuck? Um, hey. But we mentioned last. Looking, uh, boys, I mi- boys with a Z. I missed the L I R R to mastic well, Shirley. No idea what that means. That's like basically Star Wars language to me. Yikes. You know, like we need to boost the Millennium Falcon's light speed into Man. hyperspace, or else the Empire is going to catch us. Switch lasers to stud. Got to hit the uh, end or moon. I, I think L I R R is Long Island Railroad, oh, but I don't. Shit. I don't understand the references of. Mastic to Shirley. That's like me saying to you, John, Reseda to Van Nuys. That's the, you're like, what does that mean? Like, that I know minutes? those places, but I don't know where the fuck they are. There's a Ronkonkoma going out at 9.30. I can Uber it from there. Okay. And then, of course, you, ju- you jump in. I'll be home in 40. Like, right to the point, all I need to know. And it's funny because I was just, I was at work trying to get out of there. And I, I had all this shit to do thrown at me last minute to the point where I'm yeah. like, I'll do it this weekend. Oh. I'll do it. I'll work on my birthday weekend because I love doing oh. that. So I, I just oh, read that yeah. and I responded like, I'll be there at 40. I didn't have time to read the whole thread. But, I, and I just thought what you did. I looked back and I reread it and I was like, yeah, that's all I wanted to hear. It was like 40 minutes. Oh, that's it. And here we are 40 minutes later. You Bye. said you, uh, yeah, right on time. You said something about the last show. Yeah. Uh, well, we were going to mention on the last show, we were going to talk about arcades. The reason I brought that up, that Josh Medick, was we talk about drinking. You know, John and I have mentioned previously, uh, we wouldn't really drink, drive after two beers. Only after four, because then you're more relaxed, you're, like, comfortable. Two, at least for me, I'm kind of agitated. Yeah. Well, I was at an arcade last Friday for uh, work. It was like a team-building, <clears throat> fun, whatever you want to do thing. Yeah, Matt, you pick bonding. your birthday, what you want to do. I said, let's go to Dave and Buster's, there's beers. There's not like bullshit. We could all like split up because we could split up, you know, like you guys could do your thing. I could go like drink with coworkers. I can hang up on the bar and talk to the bartender the whole time. And then maybe eventually the entire party will become at the bar talking to the bartender. You know, that's how it happens. There was nobody there. So I could jump into one of those little like race car games that are closed and just vape and drink for like an hour. Like, (laughs) all right, I guess I'm going home. So we went there and John made a good point. Like, why are these things still open? And, and I'm looking around the arcade, and these are all games that 
your cell phone has better quality than like, dude do you know about this i don't i still don't know world. how arcades are still open i would never go to david buster's on my own free will like uh, maybe if there was like a party going on with like 10 people but I, w- I would never like go to an arcade and the place was dead so are they still a thing arcades where people go and like do this i don't really see them around but i um the, this, this answer is two twofold uh, number one Slash. Uh, what I'm starting to see around here in Del Rey there's a place called the Silver Ball and it's like a throwback arcade bar where mm. you can get a glass of Guinness and take it to the pinball machine and there are thousands pinball, skee-ball, arcade like all everything you can cool. think of the classics like not like you know not like an arcade where it's like just some random bullshit. They have like Pac-Man, then they have like X-Men, then Street Fighter, Mortal oh, Kombat. Like they have yeah. all the A-list arcade multiplayer games. Like the one that Keith Carlson goes to. He goes to that like yeah. arcade free play where he yeah. drinks. Is it yeah. like that kind of? Exactly. Uh, Those gonna, are kind of cool. I'm going to take my dad there next month. They, uh, they're just coming in. Coming into town just to see us and see Hannah. Uh, they're coming in for oh, like nice. a long weekend, so I'm going to take them there. But I think those and the crappy version Dave and Buster's will always kind of remain relevant because even though the the gaming world is just assaulting arcades, like just like totally making them borderline irrelevant. Just yeah. like just like TV is almost doing to movie theaters and in-home theaters, right? It's an excuse to get out of the house. True, and I think and as a family, you, you're just you just want something to get out of your walls before you start to hate them. Yeah, you gotta like cut loose a little bit. Cabin dick. Yeah, you don't want the the dick fever. I think uh, if you took alcohol out of the equation, though, they would be done. Because I didn't see any kids there. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see anybody there but because it was early in the day. But the people that were there, they were adults, like, drinking. It wasn't, like, kids running around. Wow. It's so it, – it makes so much sense. It's like the, like, baby boomers and us are just we're, – we're, like, we're, like, dwarfing – uh, yeah, you know, you know, like it's like, well, we either need to drink at this or we're not going because now we're adults. We still want to play these things from our childhood and our parents' childhood childhoods, but we're not doing it sober. We're not doing it right. Sorry, which makes sense because they had the world's largest Pac-Man game there. It was billed as the world's largest Pac-Man. Screen. No shit, and it was the size of a movie screen. So I played it, <laughs> and it was fun. Oh shit! But, it was still Pac-Man. After like a minute, you're like, all right, <clears throat> I get it. It's Dude, not that Pac-Man, fun. But I had was like four beers in, so I was like, no, nah, it's kind of cool. It's like Pac-Man was a game where someone would stand at it at an arcade for like an hour plus. You know, people would gather around. Yeah. But we don't, yeah. <laughs> we don't do that now. No. It has to be so much more interactive. You have to feel like you are Pac-Man on the ground running from ghosts when you're, you know, in most games running right. from aliens or zombies. Which they should do. Because I'll tell you what, 
I, I get it why these like video game channels are like the, the biggest in the world. People like watching other people play video games. Uh, yeah. If I'm at like at a friend's house and I played a video game, I'll watch it and like Dude. enjoy it. Like it's enjoyable. And most, I don't want to do it. I'm just like, yeah. One of my most favorite memories from high school, it was after school, Agnew and Rye and I would go to the gym and lift. And then after that, we would go home and Ryan Agnew would go down in the basement and play like the first Nintendo 64 Zelda game. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Zelda something something. The Legend of Dick. And they said like, you know, it's impossible to beat it in under 30 days. So they played that thing for months and I would just lay on the couch and fucking watch them. Like, watch them. Almost like it was like a reality show movie sporting yeah. event. Because you're like living through so their weird. Yeah. their eyes. Like the danger's not there, but it's exciting. It's right. weird. I can't you're expo- like with can't them. It. I know. I mean, it's just the evolution of competition. That's all it is. Yeah, like if once in a while I'll look up YouTube like uh, Nintendo Kung Fu or something. Like and, and the first video is always complete playthrough, no lives lost. And you just watch it. You're like, it's just entertaining. I don't know how, but I'm not like, actively looking for it I'll, I'll just be playing video games or something like oh how do I beat this level and then like a sidebar link is like a Jurassic Park SNES no lies lost 20 minutes and you're like oh wow and you just you watch these and you're like I, I can't describe like on it on YouTube yeah yeah they're just uh, like entertaining yeah I um <clears throat> that John Campia guy on YouTube that I I watch every day that Canadian dude used to work for AMC. Uh, oh, yeah. He has something else, mm-hmm. like a, like another channel where him and, like, a couple other YouTubers play, like, a, you know, like an RPG together, and he, like, records it. And I kind of, like, accidentally clicked, you know, I was, like, going through, and I was like, oh, John, what's he talking about here? And it was him playing a game and, like, talking that. to you as he's playing it with, like, all these other people. A half hour went by, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, I, have, I, I still watch it. I, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't even like begin to it. venture a guess. dick hole or a black hole. Yeah, it's a, it's a penis penis. <laughs> Twitters at the underscore podcast. Penis. Uh, but oh yeah, I think gosh. the arcades are still relevant because of people like from our generation that grew up with that stuff. And, yeah. and I was never even like an arcade guy as a kid. I, I had yeah. a Nintendo. Hmm. I think I maybe went to an arcade on vacation. Maybe like down the shore you, you go, but it was like more of uh, the, the you had the the at home games that were fun, but but I, apparently there's still like a market for that. It was it's funny like when I think about what I was obsessed with uh, as a kid, it wasn't the video games, it wasn't sports. I mean I liked those things, but right. those things were just like in the way of girls. Like, that's right. all I gave a shit about. <laughs> Which is girls. Yeah. I was like, right. when and when do I get to see and talk and interact with another girl? Because this right. stuff is just kind of like a placeholder until I get to see them again. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. It's like, uh, when I was like 12, 13, yeah. there were still people in like junior high school that were like, hey, like, we're playing. Like, I never had N64 because I was done with video games at that point. Um, like I yeah. never owned I was just that was like, like the I had end. friends that did but I, I like never bought one I was done with them I was like yeah, I just want to like 
you know, hook up with girls. Yeah, and, right. That's all I like, cared about. Yo, you played Goldeneye? I'm like, no, I'm trying to get a ride at the Gummersville Ball tonight to beat this chick. Like, that's it. That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah, I'm trying to get into this chat room and talk with girls from Norway. Let's make all, them think it. that I'm from New York City. I don't think I played any video games from like 12 until I was probably like 18 or 19. And then I was like, you know. If I did during that time, it was combining those two things, sports and video games. It was Madden. Smith and I used to play Madden every day, right up until like high school. Madden, yeah. You know, right up until high school. Once high school came, I was like, nope. Yeah, can't do it. But those were like real players. Like they were, they were fun. They were detailed. Yeah, and it was combining the two things that we have to do while we wait until we get to see a girl again. Do you ever play video games while with a girl? Whether like she watches you? Did you ever sink to that level? Oh my I have. Gosh. I've done that. The next girlfriend. Oh my gosh. Where it was like, kind of towards the end of the relationship. <laughs> I, I kind of knew it. But no, I don't think but, she did, and I would, she would just come over, and I would just play video games because I was so bored and like done, and she would just like watch me, and I'm like, why are you just like watching me? And I guess because it was interesting. My roommate. It was last week. No, my roommate in college, who was actually uh, Matt Dewitt, uh, he used to play. One of our like uh, like at Penn State, this kid that we went to high school, his little brother went to Penn State also so he would come over and they would play Madden they had this like you know it was like best of 81 thing that they did like throughout the entire year and sometimes me and my ex-girlfriend would sit together and watch them because it was so funny because they all the trash talking was hilarious but I don't it is good I don't think I could ever sit there and play a video game with my girlfriend there Unless, like, I thought she was maybe going to sleep, or she I, I would just—I wouldn't be able to pay attention. Right. Same here. I—I I, would—I always thought it was like kind of white trash when you see like <laughs> a guy playing a video game and his girlfriend just sitting there tattoo like, on his neck in and a wife beater. Yeah, like I know people like that. That I've, I know friends, girls that were was friends with like in high school that had boyfriends. Be like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going over Tom's house. I'm gonna watch him play like Call of Duty. I'm like, hey, do you want to go out with me instead? Like, I'm funny. Um, Unless the like the girl was into it, they're like they like they were like some nerd yeah, couple that like video right. games. They're like, nah, then it's yeah. their thing and they're playing it. But like to just have it watched there, it's like my dad would like hit me if I did that. You know, like what are you doing? You got a lady here. Like, be a gentleman. Take it's her out. Like, be funny. It, well, no. <laughs> See, they can't. They don't. They're not able to be the entertainment themselves. So they right. they their taste in entertainment blows. So they're like, yeah, let's go watch my friend play a war video game instead of me and you sitting and watching a war movie. So it's, yeah, cause it, you know, like something is happening. Yeah. Like you're watching like a development. And you have a chance to like make out and do stuff worth a game. You're not like, oh, my hand slipped off the controller and touched a boot. <laughs> With a movie, you can always do like the creep up. You oh, know? yeah. I mean... I think the magic. The reason I've seen most of the movies I've seen is because I was just using it as a bridge to second base and, and further. Because it was the safest platform. You know, you can't. <laughs> at least I couldn't, as a, you know, a high school kid, be like, 
hey, mom, Judy's coming over. We're going to go upstairs and hang out my room. Like, I just wasn't allowed to take girls up to my room. No. So it was always, we're going to the basement to watch this movie. Because then you're covered with, the lights can be off because it's a movie. Your parents can't come down because that's rude. You're watching a film. They're not going to interrupt you. Although they did, and but it was great because you could hear the steps. You hear the door open and you're like, get up, get up, get up, get Isn't up. Isn't it so ridiculous? It's like just because it's underground and there isn't a a cushion shaped like a rectangle but a cushion shaped in a different shape it's it's so stupid like there's no difference there's no difference and it's actually more dangerous in the basement not dangerous but it's more like risky i guess because you can't really hear that well from downstairs right if you're and and it's like more open room if the bed is is humping you can hear it upstairs from downstairs but and, if and, if you're going crazy in the basement, it's it's muffled. Doesn't it's matter. buried. And upstairs too, you could walk by the door like stealth and just like listen and hear if anything's going on. Right. Where the basement, you'd have to physically like open the door, and you can't really hear because if you're screwing around, you're not hearing anything anyway. I think I even got it to the point where my mom was like, "Leave the door open," because I would always shut the door to the basement. And I'd be like, well, we're watching a movie and the light from up here comes down and it's a glare and it ruins the atmosphere. Yeah, I did that too. I would always say like, no, I could hear like when every time the sink's on up there, like it's loud. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I have ADD. It distracts me. I'm trying to focus on this boob. I mean, movie. movie. This movie. On this boobie. The basement basement thing was so funny though because my parents would still come down once in a while because John, my stepfather, had an office down there. So it would be like, 11 at night he's not working and he come down to get a file or something you know like sorry matt hey guys sorry i'm just grabbing something for work and i'm like no you're not no my dad has like a workbench down there it's like yeah 11 o'clock at night yeah he's no he's like i'm uh changing the oil in your mother's car i forgot i left my uh my funnel down here in my (laughs) my basin he did have the workbench down there remember that yeah yeah my brother used it Oh my God, yeah, used it all the time. It's like Uncle Jim, who was, uh, your dad was my Uncle Jim's yeah. boss. He had to work back to the garage, but he would like use it. He would like tool around with oh, stuff, yeah. like car stuff. You're like, oh, you actually um, use that. Just like anything around the house, he, that, that thing was just like a mess all the time because, you know, he was always using shit on it. I don't have Fix one it. of those. Oh. I, never, I don't think I will, but like as time goes on, you just like forcefully get better at it. Yeah. You know, you're like, fuck, my wife can't do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. I did that the other day. Uh, something happened in my car. The glove compartment box, like the lock came loose. Fucking Ford. And uh, Ford. I had to take take the thing apart and like rescrew, glue something back in there. So I was like, I need like a bench for this. I'm just using like a counter. Um, and then I was putting together some chairs the other day for Jen and a birdcage. And I was like, I need like a space for this stuff. You don't realize it, but that creeps up you. You're always like fixing stuff to save money. Like, yeah. oh, I'll just fix it myself. I'll YouTube it and like, we'll do this. And like, I feel like you need space. It's interesting. Yeah, I know. I, uh, right, like I'm slowly like collecting different tools and they're like, they don't really have an area. They have like areas and yeah, like eventually I'm going to have to have some sort of area where it's, where it's only tools before I only had like one or two. Tell my story. 
I just saw that. Tell my story. I like how Biscardi says, Pechug bound now. We'll Uber from there. Still the no ETA. Wait, what the is Pechug? Patchog? On a Babylon bound now. We'll have to wait for a changeover. I think he's far from where he lives. Because I know where Babylon is. That's the south shore of Long Island. Babylon. And he's in Mastic, which is the north shore, like one of the last towns. I, I think he's pretty far from where he lives. I think that's the least Well, hour. you would never know where the fuck he is. To me, it could be like, yo, I'm in Doylestown. You're in Chalfont. I'm, on, I'm, Do- I'm Doylestown now. Leave in Doylestown now. Yeah, I don't know that where that is. I don't know where the fuck right. he is. It's, we're, we're almost like uh, generals in a war room looking at a map in like the, the 40s. Like the last position was here. Based on our intelligence, they could be somewhere here. Oh. Not even the 40s, like Civil War. Like we think the troop movements might be in this direction. You know how we like just don't know. Game of Thrones, like the the map of the the world yeah. is is like important. You know, right? And like reading the book, there's like it's like so impossible to actually like have it in your head and like know where they are. And. That's like how I feel with Biscardi. I'm like looking at Long Island on my map, on my map, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know. It, it seems like Where's he's just close to anywhere. It's crazy. It's cray. It's, it's cray. just cray. It's cray cray. Uh, what else? Is whistleblower. Going on? What else? Whistleblower. It's really sad. Okay, he's sad. He's pathetic. All don't. Right? We, do you think sad. all the late night guys are just like? in between tired of it and, yeah they have to be but they're also like the material is just writing itself like we're just doing half the work I think because so. they make the same jokes they just word them differently like Seth Meyers and Colbert did the same joke about frying frying an egg on the wall <laughs> and because that's what Trump said the wall gets real yeah, hot yeah, yeah. he's like right. you could fry an egg on this wall and Colbert goes I don't think Trump knows how trying to fry something vertically will will go. Right, and then That's Seth the thing, yeah. Seth Meyers said, "Does Trump seriously think, or does he still? He doesn't understand gravity. Like he's not right. only a climate climate change deni- denier, but he doesn't understand gravity." There's no point. I I, I think Let's my thought, China. like what I take that as, is I feel like we'll take Colbert as an, as an example. He's not like picking on Trump where every night if Trump wasn't saying anything stupid, he would go after him. He, it's just that, like you said, the material writes itself. Right. He says something every day that you're yeah. like, how can I not comment on this? Like, this is hilarious. I love – have you ever heard Colbert read Trump's tweets? I mean he does it basically yes. every show and he does the voice and then he goes dot, so dot, 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 dot. And if there's anything in parentheses, he'll say it like real fast. Like, Yeah, I love the dot, dot. Dot, dot. So play, yeah. Play one. Yeah, Trump's been attacking um, California uh, with the homeless problem. And there are there are very bad homeless problems. This was done by the Democrats in order to make me look bad as possible. When I was successfully raising billions of dollars to help rebuild Puerto Rico, if a person died for any reason, like old age, just add them to the list. Bad politics. I love Puerto Rico. Yes. 
Yes, you're my favorite bunch of lying, ungrateful, fake dead people. I like Los Angeles, California. But he said the EPA Do you know why is going to fine. Why? Because there's just more people. You know, yeah, like there's, there's, there's more people, so housing. there's more homeless. There's more everything. Yeah, it's crazy. And what did he say? Uh, the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, is going to find San Francisco because the homeless are leaving stuff, leading stuff into the sewers that are entering the oceans and polluting it. And that's probably true, and that's good. But, like, you also have to, if you're going to, like, talk about the oceans and pollution, you need to stop fucking talking about, like, drilling and cutting the Endangered Species Act. Like, that's like shooting a guy in the head and going, uh, we're not going to touch his feet because that could hurt him. It's like, yeah, but the damage is done. Right. Why don't you, like, fix the problem? Because it's, it's not a real problem. He's just using that because he doesn't like California because it's very liberal. Um, and they, they hate him. But, uh, yeah, it's just the whole thing's a... It's just bizarre. It's a bizarre, bizarre. Like he is, bizarre. Uh, it, it's just, uh, it's historic for sure, but not the side of historic that we, uh, I guess, kind of have been hoping for to follow Obama. Uh, here's what he says a lot. 14 hours ago. The radical left Democrats and their fake news media partners headed up by little Adam Schiff and batting zero for 21 against me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Batting zero so for pathetic. 21. Zero is written out with a capital Z and then 421. 21 is, is the number against me. Are added again. They think I may have had a dicey in quotes conversation with a certain foreign leader based on a highly partisan uh in quotes whistleblowers dot 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 statement strange that they have strange that strange that with so many other people hearing or knowing of the perfectly fine and respectful conversation that they would not have also come forward do you know the reason why they did not because there was nothing said wrong it was pitch perfect. Oh my gosh! For the love of Christ! Pitch perfect. I don't think he understands what that means. It hurts. He doesn't understand it the really... word "pitch perfect." The term. No, no. The uh... you know I I know Adam Schiff. Uh, he's a mean? good guy. What do you mean? Uh, I used to work in West Hollywood, and he used to come to luncheons, political luncheons that we did. Oh my gosh! And I kept in touch with him. He, well, we get a Christmas card from him, and oh, it, shit. his, like his staff. Yeah. Wait a minute! It, but his, his him and his wife, one. his wife's name is Eve. It's Adam and Eve, and he has kids. And he, oh he said gosh. we get a Christmas card. We still get one on our mailing list. Holy shit! I mean, shit. he's not writing it. It's like a staffer, but I guess Jen and I are like in his day. Oh shit! But, uh, yeah, we we had we had it lunches with him a bunch of times. He's a really smart guy. Um, I asked him about like Turkey, and the uh, situation in the Middle East and uh, they were causing problems and if we could use them you know against Iran if we had to and he had all the answers um, really he's such a smart dude yeah he's really savvy oh. Trump Trump wouldn't hold a, a chance with him if they like ever had to debate or anything old. he's really really a smart guy California 29th district he hates Trump hates him yeah he's the 29th Stanford, Harvard Monta Vista 
He vows to investigate whistleblower complaint, come hell or high, boner. Did you watch Bill? Did you watch Bill Maher last week? <laughs> yeah. I think it was Michael Moore that he said something really profound. Uh, he said, uh, "I need another cheesesteak." No, he said, "The next election is not about the best guy for the job. It's about getting Trump out of there, getting something normal in, getting yeah. the country back to normal, yeah. and then four years after that, we can worry about the issues." And that's sad, but it's true. To me, this election isn't about like who's going to do the best for jobs. It's just. Let's just get someone sane back in office. Yeah. And then we'll figure the rest of the shit out in yeah. four years. Right. Can we like, get back to just being a normal country? Like, like, it, we're, it's kind of like we're, they are doing themselves a disservice by having so many fucking people run That's that, like, it's causing discord between. Democrats who are hardcore Elizabeth Warren, hardcore Biden, hardcore Bernie, so that when their person doesn't get the nomination, they're going to be so pissed at Bernie for getting it that they're not going to vote because Elizabeth Warren should have got it. But hopefully then they'll remember that it's Trump and you just have to vote for whoever the fuck gets in. I hope that's what what happens uh, in in a sense that they'll vote to whoever gets Trump because— That's what happened with the last election. Oh my gosh. Uh, Bernie Sanders uh, really screwed it up a lot. So many people voted for him, and then oh, they didn't yeah. vote for Hillary. Uh, Third-party candidates never win. Uh, they just screw it up for one or the other party. Is that what happened? Yeah, and and I, I just feel right. like there's so many problems with that many people running. First of all, Elizabeth Warren will never be president. I think she would be a great president. I like her, but she's too much like Hillary Clinton. People are just not going to vote for her. We, we saw that historical sadness in the last election. Bernie Sanders is too old. He's got good ideas, but the, the 80-year-old socialist, people aren't going to vote for him. I'm sorry. Uh, enough to, to beat Trump. You need to like mobilize. There's just too many guys. There's too many split factions. I bet you one just, day I'm going to go on record and say it on this show. One day we will have President O'Rourke and Vice President Buttigieg. Those guys are so young and so like that we're mm. gonna be seeing them forever. And they're all they're both great. I know. They're both like uh, it feels like finally like someone that I would know and be at least kind of close to in age. Yeah. Running for fucking president, which is crazy. It's relatable. Right. Yeah. Mayor yeah. Pete. Beto. Beto and Mayor Pete. Like, he should run as Mayor Pete. Like, make that his stage name. Beto. He should do that. Uh, We talked about... Andrew Yang. Yang. He's a smart guy, but he's never... He's so funny. He's... Dude, he's like the rage. He's like the... He's like skyrocketing because he's so, like, silly. He is. He's like the funny funny Chinese guy. guy. Yeah. Korean. What is he? Chinese? He's Chinese, right? He's Chinese. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned on a previous show, you talked about uh, WandaVision. WandaVision? It's a, it's a recent video upload on the Comic John channel. Uh, but we had some tweets. What exactly is WandaVision for the... Uh, and by tweets, I mean I don't know what it is. What exactly is WandaVision, John, for all the billions of listeners? So Wanda Maximov, otherwise known as the Scarlet Witch is technically a mutant 
technically an X-Men. But because Fox owned the rights to the X-Men, the majority of them, uh, Marvel couldn't call her an X-Men or even really a mutant. They just called her an an advanced or enhanced being. And she can manipulate matter. Yeah, she can manipulate matter. And she's actually like the most powerful character in the whole thing. Uh, Pretty much. Because with her mind, she can make the world anything she wants it to be. And I'd be on board for that potato salad. In Avengers Endgame, uh, Vision was murdered. Her boyfriend, Vision, that's his name. Uh, he's this like android created by Bruce Banner and Tony Stark that the Mind Stone and Ooh. Thor's hammer brought to life. Well, uh, but then Thanos cool. ripped the Mind Stone out of his head because he was collecting all six Infinity Stones. So... How many Infinity Stones do you have? You have like three, right? I only have one. The Sorcerer Supreme protects the Time Stone in the Eye of Agamotto. That's what you need to do when you're with like your in-laws and they ask like an uncomfortable question or, <laughs> can I come too? You just ref- you just phrase that as you just did. <laughs> I'd say that and they'll so, go. So okay. Supreme is sworn to protect the time stone in the eye of Agamotto. Yeah. The <laughs> eye of Agamotto is just like a necklace. Um, I know what you're getting for Christmas. So, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange is the best. So, speaking of Doctor Strange, uh, this leads into that. Um, so, Vision's dead. Wanda gets snapped when Thanos finally snaps his fingers, so she turns to dust. But she returns in Endgame, and she flies down in front of Thanos because he was running to face down Black Panther. Everybody was like, oh, shit, these two are going to go at it. And then Wanda comes flying down, and she says, you took everything from me. And Thanos goes, I don't even know who you are. And she goes, you will, and just lifts him up in the air, like, with her powers. And he's like, what the fuck? And she starts ripping all his armor armor off, and he's like, what the fuck? And he he yells to his, like, lieutenants. He's like, rain fire. And they're like, yo, but what about, like, all our troops on the ground? He's like, just do it. And his huge ship just starts to lighten up the whole battlefield, and Wanda goes flying. So oh, he gets shit. so he gets saved. What film is this in? This is Avengers Endgame, and uh, everybody Avengers? starts getting lit up, bombs dropping like crazy. What, what part of the film is this in, though? Like, this is in the end. Okay, this is in the the last the final like... act, the big huge <laughs> battle. Are you one of those guys when you do a movie like the third act? is compelling spellbinding and memorable okay no but I never understood it I was always like what do you mean in the third act at the beginning of the third act I just saw one movie me Uh, too I don't know what the the second one ends I'm like how about just like the part with the twist or the climax or something it's always the second act I'm like I don't know I, I was done the first one I think, uh, but the only reason that I just said it there is because I listen to all these other people that use it, and Avengers Endgame is the easiest movie to distinguish the first, second, and third act. It's like rock bottom, something even crazier, at the end of the movie. I like it. 
Yeah. Um, I like it a lot. So this show is Wanda's life following Avengers Endgame. And but it's called Wanda Vision. So sh- the the advertisements for it are it's crazy. For sure. The advertisements are so they're so detailed it's insane. If you if you look it up, it's like a 1950s ad for like move to this neighborhood where we have really nice white people who dress well and have jobs and you know, stay-at-home mother who wears oh, a skirt yeah. and high heels all day and look at the font. It's like a 1950s like refrigerator appliance like Yeah, it's like, it's like diner font. Yeah. You know, it looks like the font in like a uh, one of those like RVs. It was like silver RVs in the fifties, like the Airstreams or something, oh, like yeah. a trailer. It looks yes. like something like that. El Camino. El Camino. Um, so my that, that's there's no plot details. There's just like random casting. The Falcon. Um, somebody that was in Thor. This chick, the the actress in Two Broke Girls. The, the brunette who's like you know in a lot of shit uh, oh yeah who is that I forget her name but uh, she's in it this really funny FBI agent from the Ant-Man movies this Asian guy who was in uh, a funny Asian movie that just came out on Netflix I can't remember what it's called though with that uh, stand-up comedian who who always does her, her oh, it's, specials it's, pregnant uh, it's Kat Dettings is the actress yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Kat she's really hot yeah, and she's funny too. Like, she's pretty. She sharp. was born in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. Oh my gosh! She went to school at. Oh, yeah, St. she has Jude that Elementary. like. She has that like. Uh, that that doesn't surprise me. She's from basically Philly. Um. Yeah. So I think I heard that before. There's a couple returning, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe characters who are in other movies that are in this WandaVision show. It's six episodes. And my guess is that we're getting a pretend, like almost sitcom uh, version of, of them. With ah. like, so it'll be like funny and, and, but it's a vision. Like Wanda's using her mind matter manipulation, reality manipulation powers yeah. to make it look like vision is alive and they live this like 1950s sitcom life and this show is directly connected and will end like a week before doctor strange in the multiverse of madness will hit theaters it's the first horror movie in the marvel cinematic penis verse Dr. Strange Benedict Cumberbatch the best character in the whole thing like in my opinion he's just as good as Robert Downey Jr. really? Mm -hmm. that's a bold statement he's just not in nearly as much given the material source it's very validated and in uh, Avengers Infinity War they're like together a lot and they like go at it calls him a douchebag at one point What's it's your like, material What do source? you do uh, other than make balloon animals? And he goes, I protect <laughs> your reality, douchebag. Nice. Yeah. That's easy to start saying at work. If they're like, so what do you do with those reports? Uh, I protect you, you douchebag. Oh. 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 Okay. I 
protect your freedom. Protect your freedom. I like it. That's exciting, though. That's cool. That's a very good analysis. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so there's a story in this, uh, this comic book called House of M. Uh, and it's a, it's a story slowly about how Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, slowly kind of like loses it. She's depressed for some reason. I don't know why. It's probably a similar thing. I think like another mutant killed somebody she loves. And by the end, she just says, no more mutants. No more mutants. And all the mutants in the Marvel Universe die. Yikes. I think she's going to say, like the reverse because Disney just bought all of the X-Men. Oh, now they have to. And now she's going to say something like, you know, mutants assemble or something like that. They have to. And that's how Wolverine and storm and mystic and beast. And, uh, you know, all the other X-Men can Deadpool can come back. Colossus. They're going to have to. Oh, Colossus. Sonic teenage warhead. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> They're gonna have to though. They they own that that franchise now. Yeah, they own those yeah. rights. They have Fantastic to Four. That's how probably the multiverse is probably how the Fantastic Silver Four Surfer. will come in. Silver Surfer. They confirmed that movie's coming, but WandaVision, I think that's what the show is gonna be. She's gonna be all happy in 1950s, and then it's gonna slowly descend into madness. Which is always and a great madness. backstory. It's reminiscent to like Captain America in the 40s. You know, you have this cool backdrop of like a simpler time, but like a dangerous time, and it kind of uh, evolves into where they are presently, and it's kind of a cool evolution of the of the lines. I uh, recently watched that one, Captain America, which it's such a movie. It's not really a superhero movie, you know. Like he's just like it's just about he's this a guy. kid. Yeah, he's just a guy. What and the first one? Yeah, First Avenger, Captain America, First Avenger. It's, it's great. really awesome. Yeah, blew my blew my dick. And it that, is good. Oh, I'm not coming. I'm really that. not. It's just I am. Oh, I'm good. I just want to be friends. It's comics with John, 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 John. But that's true though about uh, Captain America though. It's it's like a movie. It's it's more of like about a guy. Right. Like what's happening? It sets up the stage, How but the, I think just... those movies are so well done because it humanizes yeah the superhero. Yeah, and you're like, wow. I know Captain America. I think maybe not now, but in years past, he's he was probably one of the more underrated oh, characters. He, so boring. I feel like he should have gotten more props. Kind of boring, but that's also because of there were not a lot of films about him. There were there weren't yeah. any really, and. Like Chris Evans, dude. I, I don't know. He he just he changed everything about that character because even in the comics, he's kind of like a dick, like yeah. a super. Like even look, Cap in the movies can be kind of like a stubborn dick sometimes, but it's always, it's always like he's always right, like in the end. But in the comic books, you're like Jesus. You're at war. Give the guy a break. Really? I, I haven't read the comics. He's he's kind of like. I don't know. He has no personality. 
He's just like the greatest statistician and ethically sound man ever. And the the films humanized him. Yeah, they make him have a personality. Imagine if they didn't. Yeah. It's like, this sucks. Well, that's what almost happened with Thor. Again, another stupid character that from whence it came and my my weapon is a hammer. Like, right. you better get real close to me. But yeah, then but you find out that he can throw it and it comes back to him in the movies. Uh, and then that hammer shit. becomes iconic for what they right. do with it in the movies. But Chris Evans was like playing this dull character and he's like, I, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And then Ragnarok happened. Ragnarok. Did you see the previews for this movie, uh, Jojo Rabbit? No. I don't think so. After after the show tonight, put on headphones, you know, watch it on your phone, and watch the whole thing, the trailer. It's about like Hitler, right? Sort of, yeah. It's like his imaginary friend. Jojo Rabbit. Is it? Does it look weird? It's Taika Waititi. It's the guy that did Thor Ragnarok. It's the guy that's doing Thor Love and Thunder. The guy that's doing a Mandalorian episode on that Disney Plus show. Star Wars. Uh, oh, the guy that did I've Hunt for the, the Wilder now. People. It's bizarre. It's so no, give it touching. Watch. It's touching, man. It's genius. It's it completely genius. Are you going to see it? Is this on the docket? Yeah. I'll probably see anything that guy does. Taika. <laughs> what was the other films that he directed? Ragnarok or what else? Hunt for the Wilder People. People. Oh, nice. You're going to check it out. That's with your uh, boy from uh, Jurassic Park. We have a T-Rex. No, not him. (laughs) You have a T-Rex. I just had to crowbar that in every chance I get. We have a T-Rex. The main Um, guy. The main guy from Jurassic Park. Sam Neill. Yep. It's him and the uh, kid from Deadpool 2. Oh, nice. Do we have time for a two-minute warning tonight before we go? I wanted to get this out. Real quick. So glad uh, you remembered. I went to uh, Jurassic World, the ride the other day at Universal. Oh, yeah. You've been to the Universal in Florida, right? Yeah, millions of times. The uh, Universal here, because I've been to the one in Florida a few times. I really had fun. Yeah. The one here was okay, but there's only like five rides, and they just shops. It didn't hold a candle. And Jen was like, we, we were there for like two, three hours, and I was yeah. like, we'll just go home now? She's like, yeah, I thought you'd ever ask. This is... The studio tour was fun to see, like, the sets. Yeah. At the Jurassic Park was fun. But then you're, like, you're just walking around looking for, there's, like, shops everywhere. There's, like, no rides. There's five rides. And it's, like, The Mummy, Jurassic Park, and, like, Transformers. That's it, though. And the rides are, like, two minutes long each. You're, like, this is such such a letdown. It was such a disappointment. I remember. For, like, 100 bucks, it was, it was such a letdown. Going to Six Flags. And we got there around like noon. And by five o'clock, we had gone on four rides. And it's like, all right, I guess we're done. It's like, how yeah, can that do. be? An, a ride an hour? Like, that's such a rip. It is, because you wait it's basically for like lines. My, my worst nightmare. Um, yeah. So, how was Jurassic Park? Like, wh- what was cool about it? Was there anything like. Did the dinosaurs like reach out? Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Did it was like did they spit on you. 
Like, yeah, they do. Because the Lachosaurus is spit. Uh, it's a water ride, which is kind of cool. So you're on like a boat, and you go down like waterfalls and stuff. So it's oh, pretty shit. cool. But it's like interactive. They have like the Spinosaurus coming out. The T-Rex attacks what? the Spinosaurus. What? And using like such realistic animatronics. They're right there. It's not like they're far away. Like if you were like jump up out of the ride, which you couldn't do really. Yeah. You could like touch them. Like they're that close. And like and the, so... the music's blasting the whole time. Like the theme song. So you're like, this is great. This is just, it was great. So the T-Rex, like, does he like bite? And does it like look like he's biting him? Yes. There's a, you go through a tunnel and there's like the Spinosaurus and some raptors. And then from the tunnel ahead, like the ceiling, the T-Rex comes and like screams. And then he starts going after the other one. And then the ride keeps moving because they're not really like fighting. And then you like fall down and then the, the ride set up like you're in Jurassic World as like a tourist. And they're like, up here is the Dilophosaurus. These, you know, reptilian beasts are known to spit. Please keep the glass up. And then they spit on you because there's no glass and you're like getting soaked. And like dinosaurs come oh. out of the water. Like it's just, it's cool. It's just a cool ride. But like the, just the park in general, you're like, there's a lot of Simpsons stuff, but like yeah. no rides. You're like, this Simpsons? is cool, but yeah. I don't even know how they do that. I didn't even know Universal or the Simpsons. Yeah. Like, well, Disney did. Not anymore. Not anymore. Um, there's Harry Potter, but there's like no Harry Potter ride. You're, there's just shops looking like, you know, they're like, hey, go to Gringotts Bank. It's an Jurassic ATM Park. There. Jurassic Park. Before we trail. Yeah. Ticket. Did you? I must have like not completely watched Jurassic World 2. Yeah. Welcome to Jurassic World. But was there a cloned human in that movie? I love the Jurassic Park films. They're like my Star Wars. I've seen them all like a thousand times, except for that one. I didn't even finish watching it. I turned it off. I was like, this is awful. It was like Clue meets Jurassic Park. Once they were like in a mansion, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? I I just couldn't finish it. Dude, I swear, because like, you know, Chris Pratt's like, we're doing a third one, and... They put out that amazing, like, teaser, like, episode. It was fucking awesome. It looks really good. The dinosaurs are, are, like, just around. They're, like, here. They're, like, scattered across the country. Maybe the world. Jurassic Planet. Yeah, like, it's... Jurassic World. it It looks really good. And I'm, like... Oh, so I see this YouTube video, and it's like, uh, what you need to know before Jurassic World 3, something like that. And I'm kind of doing other things while I'm listening to it. But I swear I heard her say there's a cloned human of Dr. Grant, and that's who releases all the dinosaurs. Wow. Yeah. I got to rewatch. Yeah. I don't know what pretty, the fuck pretty happened there. I mean, I'll probably see the third one for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's one of those last movies left that you go to the theater for because of the spectacle. Right, you have to. It's great. And, and the music and everything, they make it. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Those, those movies are great. They are really you, are. Are you starving? No. No, no. I'm good. I, I noticed you just, like, 
got home and popped right on. I don't mess around. No, oh, yeah, no yeah. foreplay at all. Uh, I want to do a two-minute warning before we, we wrap up, though, if that's okay with you. Two-minute warning. Slice me. Uh, two-minute warning. Great story. Now, let me tell you mine. Oh, great. That's great, John. But here's what happened to me. An ugly trend I am noticing in everyday life, in daily conversations, or people's need to interrupt anyone with any fact, with some story, something they have heard from someone that shows they are an expert on pretty much anything. Too many times I'll be having a conversation and we'll hear someone else having a conversation and someone is just waiting there in the shadows for a chance to jump in with a, yeah, but, or a, uh, right, but, but I did this thing once. Or the classic line, that happened to, insert some of these no names, you know, here. It appears the art of just listening is gone. Conversation is dead. We always feel the need to respond with a, but my cousin did that. Or, well, that happened to me too. Or, you know what I did? Whatever happened to just listening to someone and saying, good for you. Or, I'm sorry. Or, oh, wow. Instead, we all feel the need to jump in with a story of our own. It's the modern version of, I can do whatever you can, but I can do it better. Too many times there's someone telling some sad story of something that happened to them or describing something horrible they are going through. When out of the woodwork, you have that knight in the shadowed armor waiting for their chance to pounce. They nod their head, pretending to be listening, just waiting for that perfect pause in the conversation, the perfect jumping point for them to crowbar in their own personal story. Social media has become a breeding ground for this. Someone posts, my dad is sick, or I hope this hurricane doesn't hit my house, or my dog died. Sure, a lot of comments are there, or ones of support. But scroll down just shortly, and you'll see the, oh, I remember when my dad was sick, or little Buffy had an earache once too, and so on and so forth. Sure, it's okay to share a personal story if it helps someone, but 99% of the commentary, especially on social media, is just, your story is too boring, it's all about me. Let me tell you about my life. It even happens in death. Someone passes away, and instead of, Godspeed, prayers for the family, you see some outdated, out-of-focus 2008 photograph with the caption, I remember when we hung out together. Great time. He made me laugh. I will miss him. Sure, great friend. Maybe they wouldn't have died if you spent more time with them. But today, it's all about my personal attachment to it. Well, that might work when boasting about your dick size when you're younger. But if you're still doing that as an adult, you need to take a step back, look in the mirror, and use the Jurassic Park method to calibrate your response. And that is, stop worrying about if you could. And instead, stop and think if you should. That's our show. From the gentleman in charge of the Miami Marlins merchandise, Jonathan Essinger, to the man in charge of meeting a guy named Marlin and trying to sell him some merchandise out of my trunk, I am Matthew Clark. This is the Podcastle's Nerd 35. Good night, everybody. Comic underscore John 1. Godspeed. Slash me. Wait for